just wanted to mention that uh, I had it on the screen, but I didn't get it on the uh, in the notebook. But the funeral services for John Trailer's brother will be Tuesday at one o'clock at the Gilmer Apostolic Church. So just wanted to make y'all aware of that. The story's told, I don't know, it sounds like a preacher story, I don't know if it's true or not, but the story's told of a couple thieves that broke into a department store in the middle of the night, and they didn't actually steal anything. All they did was rearrange the price tags. And so, for instance, they might take the price tag off the toaster and put it on the 60-inch flat-screen TV. Uh, And so you can imagine... Uh, the turmoil the next day. Now, if I'm buying the flat screen TV and it rings up as the price of the toaster, I ain't saying a word. You know what I mean? (laughs) Taking that puppy and going home. However, if I'm the one buying the toaster and it rings up the price of the flat screen TV, we're going to have words. Okay. But you know, it all has to do with, with value. Obviously, For the most part, the value of a 60-inch flat-screen TV is more than a toaster. Now, that's to you and me. But, you know, there may be some parts of the world that don't have television, don't have satellite, don't have cable or whatever. And a toaster would be much more valuable than a flat-screen TV. You know, value is all determined by, it's kind of a, a an individual thing. It's a personal thing. That's what always has bothered me about our standard of money in the world. Now, my, I'm no economist or economist, I guess would be the actual way to pronounce that. But I wanted to sound professional, so economist. It's all kind of based on gold. Gold is the standard. But I often wonder to myself, this is what keeps me up at night. You people, you know, so now you know how weird I am. But who decided gold was so special? You know what I mean? I mean, why not something else? Why not? I don't know. But And what happens if one day the world decides, eh, we don't think gold's so special anymore. And everybody's economy plummets. Okay? Yeah. And we understand this because you have things in your house. I can almost guarantee it. That are precious to you. That are prized to you. That have maybe some sentimental value or something. And you wouldn't take anything for them. But to everybody else just wouldn't mean a whole lot. You know, it's just, just not that big of a deal. But on the other hand, you also would not want somebody coming in and destroying that thing because it means something to you. It's important to you. You have placed value on it. Years ago, we were in Mexico and, and uh, we were doing a little shopping and, you know, it's the, the typical tourist shop place, you know, everything, you know, it's, it's a Rolex, but it's not a Rolex, you know, and it's a, it's a Nike shirt, but it's not a Nike shirt, you know, it's the knockoff thing. And so the kid comes to me and he, and he has this watch. 
And I don't remember what the watch was, maybe $10 in American money, I'm not sure. And he says, is it worth it? And I said, is it worth it to you? Uh, That's really the only answer. You know, I don't know if it's worth it or not, supposedly, but if you want to pay, if it's worth 10 bucks to you, then it's worth 10 bucks to you. I wouldn't pay 10 bucks for it, but if you want it, go ahead. He did, and I think a week later it quit working. Uh, So you never know. And so it all has to do with placing value. You know, God places value. God says that certain things are special. God says certain things are holy. God says certain things are sacred. And some of those things, the rest of the world don't put that value on. Well, that's their problem. But in Ezekiel chapter 22... In verse 26, Ezekiel is talking to the nation about their sins and what they've done, what they've been doing wrong. And in verse 26, he says, her priests do violence to my law and profane my holy things. They do not distinguish between the holy and the common. He goes on, it's not up there. They teach there is no difference between the unclean and the clean. You see, God has set certain things apart. We've talked about this over and over again. The word holy means set apart and dedicated to. There are certain things that God has set apart. There are certain things that God has said they are mine. There are certain things that God has said these things are holy. They are to be special. And what Ezekiel tells us and what we know is it is a great sin to take those things that God has set apart as holy and sacred and treat them as common. God does not appreciate that. And so this morning I want to look at a few things that God has set apart as holy. But we might have a tendency perhaps to treat as common. And the first one is God's name. The third commandment says thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God In vain. Now that's King James, I think. I may have butchered it a little bit. NIV says, Thou shalt not, or you shall shall not misuse the name of God. And when we think about the King James, when it says, Thou shalt not use the name of the Lord thy God, or take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Well, what what does that mean? If we do something in vain, well, that just means that it's useless, right? Pointless. There was no reason for it. You know, if I do a whole bunch of work or whatever, and then it turns out it didn't work, and I say, well, that was just in vain. I did that in vain. There was no point. It It was useless. One of the very first commandments, God warns the people, do not misuse, do not mistreat, 
Do not use my name in vain. In other words, what he says is, I have set it apart. My name is holy. My name is sacred. Do not misuse it. Do not use it in vain. The Hebrew people, the Israelites, took it so far that they would not even write the name of God. The tetragrammaton. Whoa, wasn't that a big word? Yeah, okay. You know, when they would come along that and writing it, instead of actually writing it, they would just put four dots in the Hebrew writings. And that meant the name of God. They didn't want to write the name of God lest they misuse it or use it in vain. Now, is that maybe taking it a little too far? Perhaps. But what I wanted to realize is the respect that they have for the name of God. I think this is one of the things young people, especially and even not so young people, that has changed quite a bit since I was a kid. If I had ever said in my household, oh my God, improperly, that would have been the last time. I may not have got up from the floor for a week. If I'd have ever used as an exclamation, Jesus Christ, my parents would have gone away for child abuse. I can promise you that. But we are now in a culture in which using God's name or those names that reference him in a very common, profane manner. The word profane means to make it common. That's what it means. And I know that, you know, that's an expression, whether it's used as initials, or whether it's actually spoken. And I'll talk to kids, I'll talk to adults even, and they'll say, I'll say, you know, you really shouldn't say that. You really shouldn't use that phrase. You really shouldn't use God's name like that. And invariably, the answer I will get is, I didn't mean anything by it. And my point is, exactly. Exactly. When the Bible tells us, do not use the name of the Lord thy God in vain. And we use it and don't even think about it. And there's no purpose behind it. And not mean anything behind it. I think that's exactly what the commandment is telling us. When we use, there is a difference between how our society uses, oh my God. And how the psalmist says, oh God. You are my God. Is there not a difference? Absolutely. When we use the name of the Lord our God, or those names that are attributed to him, or the name of his son, Jesus Christ, it ought to be with importance behind it. It ought to be with reverence behind it. It ought to be with sacredness behind it. We should never use it commonly. We should never use it without thinking. We should never use it with no purpose. Because when we do, we take that which is holy, which God has made holy, and we make it common. We take that which is clean and make it unclean. 
We don't distinguish. Second thing that we may perhaps take the holy and make it common is the Lord's day. Now, another one of the commandments says, remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know. You know what I know. I know that we're under a new commandment. I understand that we're under a new new law and the Sabbath and keeping it holy is not transferred over into, into the New Testament, into the new covenant. There is no command to keep a certain day holy like there was the Sabbath under the old law. But there is no doubt that the early church respected the first day of the week. What John called the Lord's day. In Acts 20 and 17, it says that Paul, there was, it was the first day of the week and Paul had waited around for the first day of the week so that he could worship with the brethren there. When Jesus appeared to his disciples the first time in the upper room, you remember that? It was on the first day of the week, the day he rose from the dead. You remember that was the day that Thomas wasn't there. And Thomas comes in right after Jesus had disappeared and vanished. And they say, Thomas, you're not going to believe it. Jesus is raised. We saw him. And Thomas says, I don't believe it. I won't believe it till I touch the holes in his hands. You remember how long Jesus waited before appearing to Thomas? One week. The first day of the week again. Why? Because I think he knew that the disciples were going to be together on that day. The first day of the week, the the day of worship, the Lord's day. Maybe we don't consider the whole day necessarily as holy as the Sabbath and have all those things, you know, uh, commandments pertaining to it. But it is a special day for God's people. You know, it used to be that way in this country, didn't it? If you're my age or older, which there's a few of you, you know, you remember Sunday was set aside in our culture. There was what we call blue laws. And most businesses were not allowed to be open or didn't choose to be open. I remember growing up as a kid, the exception being gas stations and restaurants. And not all restaurants were open on Sunday. But I remember that was the day and I I'd never, you know, understood the word window shopping. But for us, it was on Sunday. When we lived in College Station, there was a little Mexican food place called the Monterey House. Anybody ever heard of it? You know, yeah, I think it was kind of a chain. But we would often go eat on Sunday after church at the Monterey House. And it was right across the street from the strip mall. You know, that had the Montgomery Wards and the Sears and the Pennies and the, the what was the shoe place with the golden egg? You remember that one? I don't remember. What, you remember that? Mother Goose, wasn't it? Mother Goose or something like that? Yeah, I used to like getting shoes there because you got the golden egg and it had prizes on the inside. Okay, none of y'all know, you know, very few of you remember what I'm talking about. But the Mother Goose store was there, okay? I don't know about that. 
I don't know. I'm still thinking Mother Goose with the golden egg. But okay, anyway. So we would eat at, we would eat at the Monterey house and then we would go and window shop. Because nothing was open. So you just look through the windows. Now you talk about a wasted 20 or 30 minutes in my life. I don't like to shop shop, much less window shop. There were no baseball games. There was no little league on Sundays. There were no tournaments. There was no, there was nothing. And again, I understand that the day itself may not be as set aside as the Sabbath day under the Old Testament. But the time that we come together for worship is set aside by God. It is holy. It is sacred. That's why the writer of Hebrews said, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as some are in the habit of doing. It is too important. It is too sacred. It is too holy. And when we treat this time of worshiping together, just like any other worldly activity on our calendar. And we postpone and we say, ah, and any little thing gets in the way of our coming and worshiping with our brothers and sisters and encouraging our brothers and sisters and partaking of the Lord's Supper. We have taken what God has called to be holy and made it common. I love reading the early Christian writers and those who historians who wrote about the early Christians. You know, there were a lot of a lot of early writers who who wanted to do the church harm. And so they were kind of like spies. And they ran around checking out what these Christian people were doing. And I love some of the writings because it talks about they would meet early in the morning on the first day of the week before the sun even rose. And they would meet kind of in in secret, maybe. In someone's house or in the catacombs, you know. And it would talk about what they... And the idea was, you know, back in those days, there wasn't a weekend. You worked seven days a week. And so they had to meet before sunup so that they could have their worship before they had to go to work. They talked about how important it was for those people to meet together. God has called this day. He set it aside as holy. And the time that we spend together as sacred. Thirdly is God's word. Paul talked about the holy scriptures. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says that all scripture is inspired by God. And is useful for teaching and correction and all those different things. So that the man of God may be completely, thoroughly furnished. How do we treat God's word? Now I'm not talking about the, you know, physical pages in ink. But how do we view God's word? You know, there are people out there in the world who would tell us, that's not the word of God. It's a nice manuscript. It's got some really nice thoughts in it and some wisdom in it. But, you know, so does Confucius. You know, so does Aristotle. So does, I don't know, who else? You know, Shakespeare is a beautiful writer. He was, some people would even use the word inspired. He was an inspired writer. 
Yeah, but that's not the way the Bible is inspired. That verse in 2 Timothy 3 says, the word of God is God breathed. It is as if God breathed the very words on to the page. And when we disrespect God's word, when we, when we look at it just like we look at any other self-help book or another or a self-help book, when we look at it as just writings of wisdoms, suggestions for our lives. You know, again, I understand we're not under the, the old law, but I, I do love that billboard that says they're the Ten Commandments, not the Ten Suggestions. I like that one. You know, God's word is holy. God's word is sacred. God's word has been set aside from all other writings in the world. And when we treat it less than that, we're taking what God has called holy and we're making it common. Fourthly, the church. You know, there are a lot of religious people, good people, religious people, who just don't see the need or the purpose or the importance of the church. You know, if you need the church, that's fine, but I don't need the church in my relationship with God. I'm, I'm fine just kind of one-on-one. But you know, the Bible tells us that Jesus gave his life for the church. Not just us as individuals, but for the church. The church is called the bride of Christ. The church is called the body of Christ. The church is called the household, the family of God. It's not to be taken Lightly, It's not just another organization that we belong to or an organization to have our name on. My brother-in-law and my niece run marathons. Don't ask me why. I, 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 I don't know why. But one of the marathons that they run in is a marathon in Memphis that benefits St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Now, I have always been impressed with St. Jude's Children's Hospital and the work that they do. And and if you know about it, you know, uh, it's free of charge to, to the parents and the children that, that go there. And of course, that can only happen through donations and, and things like that. So every year when my brother-in-law and my niece run in this marathon, I sponsor them. And that is my way of donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Well, apparently that puts me on a list. And so, because I am on that list, I get all kinds of letters and, and things from St. Jude's Children's Hospital. Wanting more than the donation I gave for the whatever. Now, one of the perks, by the way, about donating to St. Jude's Children's Hospital is they always send me little return address stickers to go on your bills, you know. Those of you who actually write and send bills and stuff, you know, now. So, 
But I'm on that list. And it, it, I don't mean that it doesn't mean anything, but it's just a list. That's not what the church is about. The church is not just about being on a list. We are a family. We are the body of Christ. We are the bride of Christ. Jesus died for the church. And if we ever kind of had the attitude, the church doesn't matter, the church isn't all that important. Then we are taking what God has called holy. What God has called sacred. And we make it common. Fifthly. Is marriage. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 4. The writer says marriage should be honored by all. And the marriage bed kept pure. God instituted and ordained marriage. God created The first marriage. God created the institution of marriage. And the writer of Hebrews says it ought to be honored by all. God has said marriage is sacred. Marriage is holy. I have set aside marriage as a unique and special relationship. And we live in a world and in a society that has totally torn that idea down. Made marriage such a common, unimportant, even in some sense useless thing. Eh, If you want to get married, fine. If you don't, you can just live together. You know, we have all these different beliefs and and whatever infringing on God's attitude and God's definition of marriage. And all it's doing is making marriage common. When God has said marriage is to be sacred, is to be set apart, it is trivialized today. By the concept of living together or the concept of same-sex marriage or the concept of divorce for any and every reason. When God has said marriage is to be honored by all. Marriage is to be holy. Marriage is to be set apart. And we need to regard marriage as holy. And not treat it as common. We're going to skip the last one, Jamie. So eventually we're going to go to the last or to the song. But God has called certain things. Made certain things holy. And he has set them apart. And we must not make them common. Whether it be God's name. Whether it be the first day of the week and worship. Whether it be the word of God. Whether it be the church. Or whether it be marriage. Ezekiel said, these people have done, do violence to my law because they don't treat the holy or the they treat the holy as common they know no difference they don't see any difference 
between the holy things and the common things. As God's people, we need to regard what God has set apart as holy, as holy. If you're here this morning, there's some way we can help or encourage you as we stand and as we sing. We hope by listening to this lesson, you have found a better understanding of the Bible. And through that better understanding, find a closer relationship with God and His Son, Jesus Christ, our living Savior. If you have any questions or desire more information, please feel free to contact us here at the Dangerfield, Texas Church of Christ. You can find us at dfield.org. That's D-F-I-E-L-D-C-O-C dot O-R-G. Or you can email at dfieldcoc779 at aol.com. Or you can call us at 903-645-2896. If you are local to the Dangerfield area, we would love an opportunity to meet you and encourage you in person at 818 West W.M. Watson Boulevard, Dangerfield, Texas. 75638. Our meeting times are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. for Bible class and 10.30 a.m. for worship service, Sunday evening at 6 p.m. for worship service, and Wednesday evening at 6.30 p.m. for our midweek Bible class. Grace and peace be with you always.